When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Over 2.75 million soldiers fought in the Civil War, the vast majority for the Union, as the Confederate Army was severely outnumbered during the conflict with a mere 750,000 in its ranks. Most of these soldiers were farmers prior to their enlistment, primarily native-born sons between the ages of 18 to 29, often driven to enlist just as much by the steady paycheck of $11 a month as by ideals of patriotism or the contemporary fear of a society based on racial equality. Tragically, over 260,000 of these Confederate soldiers lost their lives in the struggle between states. But less than half of those deaths were actually in battle itself. Harsh wartime living conditions made soldiers susceptible to disease, giving the men of the Confederate Army an horrific one in five chance of dying from illness and infection. These men were sons, brothers, and fathers. And one in particular, an otherwise average Confederate volunteer, was my very own four times great-grandfather. A 29-year-old private that family oral histories have claimed returned home for one last visit after dying in an army encampment from typhoid fever. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you are listening to Southern Gothic.
On December 8, 1860, the United States Secretary of the Treasury, Howell Cobb, resigned from his post in President James Buchanan's cabinet and returned to his home in Georgia. There, he and his brother Thomas would begin lobbying the state legislature to consider an ordinance of secession from the Union. After decades of turmoil, the nation's political parties had become so divided over abolition and the expansion of slavery into new territories that the election of Northern Republican Abraham Lincoln became practically inevitable. But since Lincoln did not even appear on the ballot in nine southern states, many in the South, including Secretary Howell, felt his presidency was forced upon them by the North. So only two weeks later, on December 20, 1860, South Carolina became the first state of the Union to adopt an ordinance of secession. Georgia would soon follow suit. Howell Cobb then traveled to Montgomery, Alabama, where he personally presided over a convention of Southern delegates who would create and adopt a new constitution that formed the Confederate States of America. Cobb was then elected president of this provisional Congress, a position he would serve for only two weeks before administering the presidential oath of office to Jefferson Davis himself. Two months later, on April 12th, the Confederate Army fired on federal troops at Fort Sumter, South Carolina, and the Civil War had begun. Cobb, a longtime politician who had not only served five terms in the United States House of Representatives, but also several years as the governor of Georgia, then joined the Confederate Army. He was commissioned as a colonel for the 16th Georgia Infantry, then returned home the following summer to raise a regiment of volunteers. And in no time at all, 880 men enlisted, filling 10 companies. Nicodemus Kidd was one of these men. Georgia native Nicodemus Robert Kidd was born in 1832 to Miles Webb Kidd and Melinda Griffin of Mecklenburg County, Virginia. His parents were farmers who came to Georgia with their families in the early 19th century before marrying and starting a family. Nicodemus followed in their footsteps, continuing to farm, but never acquiring any land of his own. Then in 1850, he wed Sarah Ann Carter from Pulaski, Georgia. They had four children, three girls named Elizabeth, Holly, and Sarah, and a boy named William, 
after Nicodemus's grandfather, a veteran of the Revolutionary War. The old man, who had passed away when Nicodemus was in his teens, was only 15 himself when he volunteered to fight for the 7th Virginia Regiment, the Continental Army. According to the historic unit's muster rolls, the young private likely saw combat during the Continental Army's attempts to control Philadelphia, engaging British soldiers at both the Battle of Brandywine and the Battle of Germantown before spending the winter at the infamous Valley Forge. At some point during this time, William either fell ill or was injured and was discharged in February of 1778. But now, seven decades later, Nicodemus would follow in his grandfather's footsteps and voluntarily take up arms for the Confederate cause in defense of his home. Unfortunately, he wouldn't be as lucky as his grandfather and Nicodemus would not survive. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
On July 10th, 1861, Nicodemus Kidd enlisted as a private in the Confederate Army. The following day, he traveled from his home in Danielsonville, Georgia, to nearby Athens, and boarded a train headed to Richmond, Virginia, with his fellow volunteers that would soon become known as the Madison County Grays. The unit was formally called Company A of the 16th Regiment Georgia Volunteer Infantry. And as part of the Army of Northern Virginia, they would set up camp outside of the new Confederate capital where they'd prepare for battle. But Richmond was more than just the political center for the Confederacy. It was also an economic powerhouse that boasted a flourishing rail industry and a diversified economy that made it the strategic hub for ammunition, weapons, and supplies for the Confederate Army. Defending it was an absolute necessity. Unfortunately, conditions in these army encampments were dismal. The Confederate government lacked the authority to impose revenue streams on the states to provide for their new army. Thus, sanitation and provisions were often severely lacking, making soldiers incredibly vulnerable to illness and disease. And within only two months of his arrival, Private Kidd fell ill himself, contracting one of the most dreaded epidemics, typhoid. Typhoid is a horrendous intestinal disease spread by water and food contaminated with the bacteria Salmonella typhi. Once ingested, the bacteria spreads to the spleen where it multiplies, causing a fever to develop, as well as abdominal pain, headaches, and severe fatigue. Left untreated, rose spots develop on the chest and abdomen and delirium takes hold before the often fatal blows of internal hemorrhaging, intestinal bleeding, and encephalitis. Today, typhoid is easily treated through antibiotics, but in the mid-19th century, not much could be done other than allow the disease to run its course under medical observation, while merely attending to the symptoms with mercury and chalk as well as pain medication, like opium. Then, on September 10th, 1861, exactly two months since he enlisted, Nicodemus Kidd succumbed to the sickness. He died in a hospital in Richmond, Virginia, never to return home to Madison County. But family legend claims otherwise.
word of Nicodemus's passing did not reach Madison County for quite some time. But it's believed his spirit visited home before his family was even aware of his fate. The story goes that one afternoon, one of Nicodemus's older daughters came running home to her mother screaming after taking a trip to see a friend at a nearby farm. When the young girl, either seven or nine years of age, finally calmed down enough to speak, she claimed that as she headed down the road, she encountered the ghost of her father sitting before her on a fence post. Scared beyond belief, she retreated to her mother. Kid had been away from home for almost three months at this point, over 500 miles away. And as far as his wife Sarah and their children knew, he was still encamped in Richmond, not yet involved in any violent conflicts. Unfortunately, Sarah would receive a letter from Camp Bryan near Yorktown not long after, confirming the family's fear that the spirit may have in fact been their beloved. I hereby certify that Nicodemus R. Kidd, dead, late a private of my company, was enlisted by me at Danielsonville, Georgia, on the 10th day of July, 1861, and was mustered into the service of the Confederate States on the day thereafter, on the 11th day of July, 1861, at Athens, Georgia. Paid Nicodemus R. Kidd private, as aforesaid, departed this life at Richmond, Virginia, on the 10th day of September, 1861. Signed, James S. Golston, Captain of Company A, 16th Regiment, Georgia Volunteers. Private Kidd's body was laid to rest in the soldier's section of the Hollywood Cemetery in Richmond, Virginia, one of the largest cemeteries for Confederate burials during the Civil War. There, the simple farmer who had volunteered for service is set to spend eternity alongside not only more Confederate generals than any other cemetery in the country, but also the President of the Confederate States of America himself, Jefferson Davis. The Madison Grays would go on to fight in many of the major battles and skirmishes of the Civil War, from Gettysburg to Cold Harbor, until finally ending up at the Appomattox Courthouse, surrendering to the Union Army. The original regiment of 880 men 
had been decimated down to only two officers and 56 men. Had Kidd survived whatever brought his premature death, the odds were very much stacked against him making it home. Even if today, some believe he actually did. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you've been listening to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast created by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksneider with the support of listeners like you. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive even more content, including ad-free episodes, head over to our Patreon page today. The link is in the show notes. Lucky Lady Shacks. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, what's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Hello, my name is Matt, host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures. It can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast.